This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. I binned all of my corn and soybeans harvested as grain as I recommended to subscribers. My partner who directs our AgriVantage crop insurance company reminded me last week that we were trading at 10-year highs for crop insurance prices. That prompted me to plan a first sale. We made our first physical sale of stored corn Wednesday when March futures traded at 540. That would be about 521 cash at our local ethanol plant. I recommended that farmers divide your stored bushels into thirds and part with the first third of it. The 540 target hit triggered the sale. I also recommended selling a third of soybeans stored at 1430, which was not hit. Maintain that order. I do not believe that highs have yet been made. As far as the corn and soybean markets are concerned, end users need the remaining bushels held by farmers. Farmers do not own much. End users bought enough late last year that basis levels actually widened. That didn't stop the funds. The market often employs an exercise to get farmers to open bin doors that I believe was just executed. A week ago Friday, after the sharp break from highs, there was fear that the top was in. Then prices recover back to new highs this week, and that is what typically triggers cash sales like ours in corn. I do not think that the market is topped. My next target for selling an increment of corn would be 575. I may hold the last third into summer. I think that eventually they will have to bid up with both the market and the basis to get the last of the physical corn and soybeans out of farmers' bins. Again, farmers do not own much corn or grain, so these great prices have much less of an impact on farmer finances than many think. People, like landlords, will talk about great prices, but they are only great if you have something for sale. Too few farmers bought back cash sales and paper, and it makes little sense in risk-reward to reown grain and soy starting at 10-year price levels. The next mistake that I think that many farmers will make is that having missed out on higher old crop prices in most of their production, they will sell too much new crop. Farmers are highly skeptical of the sustainability of this price strength, which is one reason why I think it will sustain longer and be stronger than they currently imagine they will. I think that aggressively selling new crop now could be an opportunity to jump from one big marketing mistake, having sold old crop too soon, right into the next one where they do similarly on new crop. New crop protection should be limited to option strategies. Global balance sheets have more to tighten. I do not believe that the United States will have a soybean carryover before next fall's harvest. I'm very reluctant to sell the soybeans in my bin until then. Russia is trying to limit exports with taxes and has been unsuccessful in reducing domestic prices contributing to food price inflation. That problem is going to spread like the pandemic. South American crops are not out of the woods, and the idea that the United States can solve short-term global corn and soybean stocks with more acres here next year could prove to be an illusion if the La Nina sticks around and some forecast that it will. They are trying to scare farmers into selling new crop using the stick of larger expected planted acres. A 70% chance of a below-trend line La Nina yield would dilute Informa's big acreage estimate. China has to buy because it needs to, and that Phase 1 requires them to. Bull spreads are working so that new crop prices are lagging, but bull spreads are a component of a bull market. 
This will be my 48th crop season. I think that experience has value. Who else knew that this past year agronomically was like 1976? In my son Matthew's Brazilian condition report, he says that harvest in the Mato Grosso and Paraná has been slow, so we don't have a lot of yield information yet. He gets different feedback on yields depending on who he talks to and what their particular situation is. That makes him believe the crop is spotty. There are good regions and bad regions. One of his friends in Mato Grosso believes the crop will be good, although not the best they've ever had. Another friend is disappointed in his own yields and believes that the overall size is well overstated. He says that there are reports of fields that came in below 30 bushel per acre, but they are now getting into fields that are in the mid-50s. That same friend also sent him some images of some strange fungal disease that they have not yet identified, but which definitely had a negative impact on yields. He puts Brazil's soybean yield at 125 million metric ton versus USDA at 133. That would be a 300 million bushel difference. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.